Hello, hello, and welcome to the Host Unknown podcast, the real Host Unknown podcast, the beginning of a new era. Now, as you fine listeners would have picked up, Andy and Tom are juveniles, delinquents. They are worthless. They are the scum. So to give you a good experience, I have come into the studio to record the proper podcast for all you wonderful people. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Heaven knows that's a hard line to deliver. So the reason that we didn't record this week on time was, well, it's twofold. You have Andy, who for the first time in like 70 years has decided to move jobs, and he was a blubbering mess. He carried on crying and breaking down every five minutes. What will I do? It's like dropping off your kid to nursery for the first day. They just want to cling on. And and Tom, obviously being Tom, who can't hold a job down more than six months at a stretch, was there to console him. With me, with a proper job and travel, I couldn't be there. So that's kind of like how we ended up where we ended up. Other than that, I have had a good week because I can hear many of you saying, Jav, where have you been? How was your week? I'm glad you asked. Uh, last week on Thursday, Friday, I was in Berlin for some work. It was a lovely time. Other than that, I have had no issues with neighbours. No one's been fly-tipping anything. I've just been having to listen to Tom and Andy whine and moan and make up stories about me. But enough about me. Let's get on to today's show. This week in InfoSec, we take a stroll down InfoSec memory lane. Rant of the Week shows the real value people place on exposure. Billy Big Balls is a bold strategy from the Indian government. Let's see if it works out for them. Industry News brings us the latest and greatest stories from around the world. And Tweet of the Week shows us the real reason behind Musk's purchase of Twitter. So, with that, let's go on to our favourite part of the show, the part we like to call... You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Bubblegum for the brain. Okay, so that wasn't the jingle I was looking for, but who knows how Tom arranges these things. Anyway, this is today in InfoSec. On May 9th, 2008, friend of the show, Graham Cluley, posted this article, Teenage Botmaster So B Sentenced, a mere, what is it, 14 years ago to this day. So a So B was a zombie herder. And uh, he, his real identity at the time was not made public. And in the absence of Andy, I've not bothered to do any research as to find out who this person actually is. But they were a zombie botmaster. And there's a really good article by Dan Goodin on the 8th of May 2008 on the register. It's, it's an extensive article, but in May 2005, a 16-year-old hacker named Sobi opened his front door to find a swarm of FBI agents descending on his family's three-story house in uh, Boca Raton, Florida. He had actually broken an arm and a leg in uh, a motorcycle accident 
recently. So they were in a cast. So, but the agent, one of the agents wanted to be sure. So he grabbed his good arm while others seized thousands of dollars worth of computers, video games, consoles, other electronics. It was a synchronized raid because over in Los Angeles, the FBI was serving a separate warrant on Jeanson, James and Chetta, Sobey's 20 year old employer and hacking mentor. They were raided because they had a year long botnet spree and what they were doing, they hijacked apparently almost 400,000 PCs and they were, some of them belonged to the U S department of defense. That's always a pretty dodgy move. If you want to, you know, take over PCs, try not to make, try to make sure they don't belong to the government. They were charged with 17 felonies. And, uh, what they did is they took over these computers and they installed adware on it, basically recruiting part of their botnet. You know, they made, uh, the fed seized more than $38,000 earmarked as Sobeys cut off the botnet profits. This is quite, quite, I mean, compared to today's figures. And when you look at ransomware and all that kind of stuff, it's not a significant amount of money, but back then it was. Sobey's mentor at Anchetta received 57 months in prison after pleading guilty to four counts of fraud. Sobey, when he turned 18, pled to two counts of juvenile delinquency. His plea agreement contemplated a prison term of 12 to 18 months. You know, it wasn't that long ago when you think about it, like 10, 15 years ago that botnets were rife and, you know, taking control of DOD computers or corporate machines wasn't such a big thing. You know, everyone in, you know, most people in their offices, and I'm sure if Andy was there, he'd, he'd say about how he set up his own botnet in his office to, to rack him up some more AdSense money while uh, he was uh, pretending to do his day job. But I'll, I'll leave that story for him to, to explain someday. But, you know, his Haribo and sugar addiction doesn't feed himself. But uh, yeah, 14 years ago, we were still locking up delinquents for, for botnets. And now the world has changed. 38,000 people wouldn't get out of bed for that kind of cybercrime. And botnets like Mirai or the I anything internet connected seem to be growing more and more. Anyway, that was this week's today in InfoSec. Only one story for you today because I'm uh, lazy and researching these stories takes a bit of time. You're listening to the award-winning Host Unknown podcast. Uh, oh, oh. Officially more entertaining than smashing security. In your face! Rant of the week. It's such a mother rage. Yes, it's time for the rant of the week. Normally something we give to Tom in the hope that he's going to have a stroke on air and give us the highest ranking podcast episode ever. But until then, I have to try to do this while staying calm and not raising my blood pressure unnecessarily. This is a tweet. And so bear with us. Because we do have a, I say we, I mean the royal we, I have a tweet for you later. Now this tweet is by Mr. Hacking, at John J. Hacking. If that's not a cool Twitter ID, I don't know what is. 
In this, he explains how EC Council, everyone's favorite sir peddling sweat house, has asked him to do a video interview about the CEH, the Certified Ethical Hacker degree. And they wanted to use the video interview as marketing material to convince people to take the CEH, obviously. Now, it's one thing when, you know, sometimes people will, will willingly give a, a testimonial or something like that. But, you know, when you're an organization and you charge people thousands upon thousands for their certifications, and then you're, you've got a marketing program, you know, you expect there to be some sort of agreement in place, like, oh, could you do this for us? And maybe we will pay you, or maybe we will give you some bonus points, or we will, you know, give you something like a swag bag, whatever it might be. We will give you a free ticket to our next conference. Anyway, John asked, what was the compensation thing? And EC Council replied saying, regarding your query, this initiative and any compensation, financial slash non-financial, are independent of each other and hence your participation will not, all capitals will not, help you get compensated financially or through credits at, as it is beneficial from a different standpoint altogether. To reiterate, and this is all underlined, this video will be available to millions around the globe and will add a great value to your resume and further career progression. This is, this reminds me of a promo cut by The Rock back in the day, like, you know, just stepping into the ring with me will expose you to the millions and millions of my fans around the globe. So you should just be thankful for being here, jabroni. But it, it is just such a reflection of the poor attitude that so many, so many of these organizations have that they think that they can just take someone who's spent time building up their career, their reputation, their, 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 their credibility, and then they want to cash in on that credibility. That is what you are cashing in on. You know, when, when you look at marketing, you are trading in people's attention. And that is a valuable commodity. You can't say that there is no value in that. If you spent years writing blogs and posting tweets and sharing your knowledge, then you're going to build up an audience and that audience trusts you. They invested in you. So if you are then going to use your name or brand and, or, or, or your platform to then promote someone else, there should be a really good reason. And, you know, I think for an organization like EC Council, I would not put my name to, to that. Of course, if, if a check suddenly comes in mysteriously through the post, I might change my stance on that. I'm joking. I'm joking. There is something seriously wrong with these organizations. If the shoe was on the other foot and someone went to EC council and said, Hey, I'm a newbie in this field. I've just passed my CEH. Could you make a video and send to your millions and millions of members about what a great person I am? They will say no. So why is it acceptable to do it the other way? I'm sure this is what Tom would be ranting about as well if he was there. And then on principle, I'd be disagreeing with him. But seeing as he's not here, he's somewhere else pretending to, you know, trying to get through a pro probation period at a job without getting uh, shown the door. 
But yeah, this is just such a horrible, horrible way to approach it. And it's so disrespectful to professionals and individuals and, and what have you. I mean, it's different. If you want to approach someone for a collaboration, that's something else. If you want to do some sort of product placement or sponsorship deal, that's something else. If you want to give some credits, if you want to say, hey, do this and we will donate money to a charity of your choice, that is something else. But just to say, oh, come here, take time out of your day, spend two, three hours or whatever it might be, even if it's 15 minutes doing something for us, but you're not going to get compensating, but we're going to use this to, for our own benefit is diabolical. And, and one of the reasons I get so, I am getting so frustrated about this is because Tom and Andy have been doing this to me for years. Every week they ask me, show up, give us your time, bring your star power, put our podcast up on, on, on the higher echelons. Let us hang out with you and give us some exposure. And what do I get in return? Absolutely nothing. Rants of the week. Sketchy presenters, weak analysis of content, and consistently average delivery. Like and subscribe now. And now I need to calm my heart rate down. So let's move on to see who is the balls that is big belonging to Billy this week. Billy Big Balls of the Week. Right, so this week's Billy Big Balls moves come courtesy of the Indian government, which has issued new directives requiring organizations to report cybersecurity incidents to the Indian CERT within six hours. To make matters worse, if that wasn't bad enough, even if those incidents are port or vulnerability scans of computer systems. I'm lost for words. This is clearly something that's been put out by someone who has uh, never worked in incident response in their lives. The requirement was provided by India's computer emergency response team, who states that it has identified specific gaps causing difficulties in security incident analysis and response. And to address them, it needs to impose more aggressive measures. Well, there is one thing to impose aggressive measures or to fill the gaps. And if you remember on a couple of weeks ago on the show, we discussed about a bank in India. It was a local bank in India that had all sorts of issues. They didn't have firewalls. They had some open source components. They didn't, they're using unlicensed version of, of Windows or something. Those are, I think, some of the gaps you need to be addressing if you are the Indian cert, you do not need to be addressing things like report to us every vulnerability or, or port scan going on, because in all fairness, the cert might as well just set up their own SIM and say, just point all your logs towards us because nearly everything falls under the, the guise or, or this, this definition. There is a long list that they have provided. It says the types of cybersecurity incidents that will have to be reported to Sir India are the following. Targeted scanning, probing of critical networks or systems, compromise of critical systems information, unauthorized access to IT systems or data, defacement of websites or intrusion into a website and unauthorized changes such as inserting malicious code, links to external websites, etc. Malicious code attacks, such as the spreading of virus, worms, trojans, bots, spyware, ransom, cryptominers, 
attacks on servers such as database, mail and DNS and network devices such as routers, identity theft, spoofing and phishing attacks, denial of service and distributed denial of service. I'm not even halfway through the list. Uh, I might read out the whole list and I'll put it in the post show post credit scene, but this is ridiculous. I think this is less of a Billy Big Balls and turning more a bit into a rant, but you know, a phishing attack, someone sends a phishing email. Are you going to report that to the cert? You know, someone, someone's spoofed an email. Hey, this is just, just ridiculous. So India cert, if you are listening, please, please, please figure a better way, do better. Maybe if you give EC Council a video testimonial saying how good they are, they might do some of this stuff for free. Oh, wait, sorry, no, they don't do anything for free. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast with your award-winning host, Javad, and insert name here. Well, I am storming through the show today, which is what happens when you don't have two talentless Muppets dragging you down all the time. So without further ado, let's head over to the InfoSec PA Newswire to bring you this week's Industry News. HHS Information Security Program, not effective. Industry News. Sim Fraud Solution Sparks Privacy Fears. Industry News. Groundbreaking Cybersecurity Book Published. Industry News. GitHub to enforce two-factor authentication. Industry News. Hunter Biden Laptop Repairman sues over hacking allegations. Industry News. NHS inboxes hijacked to send over a thousand malicious emails. Industry News. Microsoft, Apple and Google team up on passwordless standard. Industry News. Ukrainians DDoS Russian vodka supply chains. Industry News. Special police constable used encrypted chat to post child abuse content. Industry News. And that was this week's... Industry News. As always, huge if true. And... I thought what was interesting, there's two password related stories here. So one is the Microsoft, Apple and Google are teaming up on passwordless standard, which should be fun. And I'm all for passwordless standards and passwordless works well when it works. The biggest challenge normally is like what happens when you forget your password or when you have a password reset or your account's taken over. Um, but uh, also I just saw GitHub to enforce two-factor authentication about freaking time so um yeah i mean this is one of those things we, we keep keep on talking about passwords and standards and everything and yet on one hand microsoft is teaming up with uh, apple and google to come up with passwordless standards and on the other hand github which is owned by microsoft doesn't even enforce two-factor authentication as of today so uh left hand speak to right I know that Tom probably would have jumped all over the DDoS Russian vodka supply chain story, so I'm going to skip it. Groundbreaking cybersecurity book published. And this was really interesting because I know Tom was complaining that two of my colleagues, Perry Carpenter and Kai Roa, 
They recently published their book, The Security Culture Playbook. It's uh, it's a really good read. I haven't got through all of it yet, but the, the bit that I have got through is really interesting and really well written. So I, I recommend if you're interested in security culture and building a, a strong security culture within organizations to, to read it. But I, I know Kai asked Tom for a testimonial and then... Um, he didn't use it in the book. And I don't blame Kai at all. I think that's a very, very smart move. I mean, I should really go through and try to dissociate myself with, with Tom on a professional level, at least. So I started removing any LinkedIn endorsements, recommendations, um, any, any pictures we have online that might, might indicate that we're friends or something or colleagues, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I'd say let's make 2022 the year that we cancel Tom Langford. He's an old white guy and no one will miss it. This is the Host Unknown Podcast, the couch potato of InfoSec Broadcasting. And as we hurtle towards the final stretch, it's time for... Tweet of the Week. And because we love that tune so much, we play it twice. Tweet of the Week. Now, there is a trend on Twitter at the moment where people are posting tweets that look like they originate from Elon Musk. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Here's one which I believe it most certainly isn't, but I'd like to believe it's true. So this is by Joe Helley, and it's a tweet by Elon Musk saying, planning on buying SANS and making the certs affordable. I think if there's anyone who could possibly do that, it would be Elon Musk. So yes, I think there is something quite to be said about this prices of certs and what have you so elon if you can make that happen it would be much appreciated and the second tweet of the day is by psychotic soycotic s-o-y-cotic every time i have a programming question and i really need help i post it on reddit and then log on to another account and reply to it with an obscenely incorrect answer. People don't care about helping others, but they love correcting others. Works 100% of the time. And this is why whenever I, I, I've tried this and this definitely works. So I will say something like Tom Langford believes X, Y, and Z, and people always jump to say how Tom is an idiot and he's wrong. And you really can't disagree with that. I once did say Andy said this and everyone was like, who? Tweet of the week. This is the podcast the Queen listens to. Although she won't admit it. And that is all she said or wrote. What is the phrase? I don't know if Tom was there, he would correct me, but thankfully he's not here. So we can make up whatever phrases we want amongst ourselves. I hope you enjoyed this super slick, super streamlined episode, more informative, less banter. I guess you could say that we've become so indie, we record separately, and then it's up to you, the listener, to put all the pieces together to get a complete show. Think of us like the Ikea or the Lego of the podcasting world, a bit of self-assembly is required. So until next week, we might be back as a trio or I might be doing this solo thing. I kind of like this solo gig. But until then, everyone, stay secure, my friends. You've been listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. 
If you enjoyed what you heard, comment and subscribe. If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. Worst episode ever. R slash smashing security. Some of the other controls recommended by the Indian CERT would be attack on critical infrastructure, SCADA, and operational technology systems and wireless networks. Attacks on applications such as e-governance, e-commerce, etc. Data breach. Data leak. Attacks on IoT devices and associated systems, networks, software, servers. Attacks on incidents affecting digital payment systems. Attacks through malicious mobile apps. Fake mobile apps. Unauthorized access to social media accounts. Attacks on malicious suspicious activities affecting cloud computing, systems, servers, software, applications. Attacks on all malicious suspicious activities affecting systems, servers, network, software, applications related to big data, blockchain, virtual assets, virtual asset exchanges, custodian wallets, robotics, 3D and 4D printing, additive manufacturing and drones.